Welcome to Good Hope Church with Pastor Billy Bryson. We praise God for every listener and ask that you like, follow, and rate this podcast so we can reach more people for the kingdom. I pray for open hearts, open ears, and the blood of Jesus to cover everyone that hears my voice. Now let's get into the word. Amen. We have the privilege to come together to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. The Bible says, for the time has come and now is that the true worshipers. What's on your agenda? We'll worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. How many of you have the truth? If you have the eternal word of God, you've got truth. You've got substance of truth. You've got to deposit it in your heart. Yes. Amen. Praise God. It's good to follow along in the Bible. Amen. You've got to follow along and make sure everything is line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Glory to God. You need here a little and there a little. Amen. You've got to examine every dotting of the I and every crossing of the T. Because heaven and earth is going to pass away before it does. You can count on this. You can watch the news and follow along in your Bible and say, uh-huh, there it is. Just like he said it would be, there it is. Hallelujah. I'm excited today because, you know, I thought I heard from the Lord and then the Lord changed my message this morning and he just confirmed it and then... Uh, you know, and much of it's for, it's for me, you know, which is, all, which is all right, too. So what I give to you has first got to come to me. So I've got to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Can you say amen? amen. I don't want to deceive myself. Right. Say, help me, Jesus. Help me, Praise the Lord. You know, while we worship the Lord, I thought what a privilege we have to worship. And I'm grateful that we have chosen to take advantage of this opportunity to worship. You know, and the Lord told me, He says, Many call me Lord, Lord, but they refuse to do what I tell them to do. And my mind went to the Scriptures in Matthew where He says, Many shall come before me in that day of judgment, saying, Lord, Lord, we've done all this stuff. And He says, Huh. Depart from me, I never knew you. You workers of iniquity, lawlessness. Oh God, oh God, straight is the gate and narrows the way that leads to life. And there be few that find it. You know, I've asked God to change my anointing and change me to be this kind of a, kind of a pastor that I can just encourage people all the time, but I can't do that. I'm looking for help and assistance to do that part because he didn't anoint me to do it that way. That's right. I just tell it like a T.I. is. That's right. Huh? That's right. I, I just want to give you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth for as much as I know the truth. Right. Can you say amen? amen? The Bible says, for by the fear of the Lord men depart from evil. Right. Huh? And if the gate is straight and is narrow, I guess we just need to get it like the scripture says. You know, just receive what he says. You know, uh, the Bible tells us all the time, it tells us that 
Beware of the leaven, of the deception of those that are not wanting to adhere to truth. Some people just want their ears tickled. I'd rather have my heart pricked and my mind continually girding up concerning the things of God. You know, I, I had a hard week. I mean, it was, it was a great week, but yet it was a tough week. And my, my great auntie passed and went on home to be with the Lord. And uh, she was a rock in my life for speaking the truth. Very slow to speak. I guess she was watching over her words all these years. Man. But if she, you know, just a little slow. She just took her time telling you exactly what she thought. She took her time. I guess she's just watching over her words. Because the Bible says a man shall give an account of every idle word. Come on now. Am I in the book or what? Now, I'm going to allow y'all to talk to me because if I were in a teaching setting, I would want it quiet. Okay, I'm going to allow you to talk because I'm, I'm, I, y'all know I'm trying to work with different flows and goes because if I was in Bishop Jake's church, there wouldn't be nobody talking. If I was in a Joyce Myers conference, there wouldn't be no amens or come on now. You'd be listening, right? But today I free you. You know, I, I think way back when we was in another facility, I told some folks back then, I said, you know, I says one day we'll be on TV. You know, the Lord just clearly spoke that to me, but I didn't know it was going to be Facebook. You know, I thought, I thought you know, the old big Channel 2, Channel 5, all that heavy equipment. But Facebook is reaching the world. And all that other stuff is reaching the world. As long as the message get out. Because God is only concerned about souls. He'll take care of everything else. If you seek first the... Come on. If you seek what? First the kingdom of God and... And, come on, let's, let's walk through this. Matthew 6.33. Let's put it on the screen. We've got to get our eyes on this. We can walk over this too quick. The Holy Ghost said, just look at it. Look into the perfect law of liberty. Let's, look, let's, let's, get, let's go back and look at that. Matthew 6 and 33. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, it should be red letters. Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now it's a conjunction. Am I right? And his righteousness, his right way of doing things, and all these things shall be added to you. If there's any lack in your life, you just got to walk in this scripture. God will take care of it. God is spirit. God will supernaturally orchestrate the thing as you seek first the kingdom of God. And as you say, God, I just want to do you well. I just want to walk in your ways. I just want to be in truth. God says, uh-huh, I'm going to bless you. Not many days hence. It's coming. Say, it's coming. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's coming. It's coming by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
It's coming. Praise the Lord. Philippians 4 and 19, our God. Our El Shaddai shall supply all our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You can count on this word. Jeremiah 1 and 12 says He watches over the word to perform it. He hastens to perform His very... You need to get this down in your spirit and rehearse it before the throne. Say, God, I come to you. You said you watch over your word. And he'll say, yes, I do. And I'll perform it. Second Chronicles 16 and 9, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro from north to south to east to west in search of one whose heart is right toward him that he may show himself strong on their behalf. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This is what the world calls Labor Day weekend. Am I right? Yes. You know, the Bible says be not conformed to the world, but, but we will, we'll take note of a, a holiday called Labor Day. Huh? As I grew up, I always thought that means you got to go to work. <laughs> we painted the house, we cleaned up the yard. <laughs> Labor Day weekend, glory to God. <laughs> but that's okay. Labor Day weekend, I see folks, I mean, they're gearing up to have a good time. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. If it's pure and clean, there ain't nothing wrong with having a, taking a break. We need a break every now and then. Preachers need a break every now and then. Especially if you're working 60 hours a week. When are you going to get your break? Huh? Work the weekend. And then here's Monday all over again. I'm just telling you how it is. There's a price to pay for this. And everybody wants a fresh word and you done worked all week. (laughs) All I want is a good night's sleep. (laughs) And turn the phone off. But Labor Day weekend is special. And the Lord had me to look at that because the Bible tells us that many, the children of this world, carnal-minded people, and their wisdom are wiser than the children of light. Right. We can learn something from looking at the world. Yeah. Every now and then. Yeah. They know how to turn the clock off. They know how to unplug. Mm-hmm. Take a break. They work hard and they party even harder. I mean, you've heard that expression. Yeah. We've got to learn to take a break every now and then. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, when's your break due? You've got to enter into rest. The Bible says labor to enter into rest. Huh? God worked six days and what? On the seventh day he took a break. I guess I'm preaching to myself because I I need to hear this. This ain't in my notes. But it's important to rest. So you can clear all your lanes, clear your mind. Come on somebody. Huh? You get up and like, okay, there's six things. Well, that's for next week. Next week ain't here yet. The Bible says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Tomorrow's going to take thought for itself. Worry about today. Come on, somebody. But today, we've got to have peace. Peace is important. 
If you're worried, you're stressed, worried about what's going on or what's going to happen six hours from now, you can get stressed over that. Your pressure can go up. We got to watch that kind of stuff. There's a time for rest. There's a time for R&R. 1 Peter 5 and 14. Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. We ought to have peace, the body of Christ. Concerning the troubles of this land, troubles of what's going on, troubles uh, that are all around us, we ought to have peace. An inward peace. We've got to have an inward peace. 1 Peter 3 and 11 says, Seek peace and ensue it or pursue it. You've got to pursue peace. I, I, I don't like to get rocked out of my peace. And believe me, thanks. There's always <laughs> something going on to try to draw you away from the peace of God. That's why it's so good to be in the house of God to worship. When I worship, I just cast all my cares. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Because I know that He cares for me. When I worship, when praises go up, my light gets lowered. I just free my mind and things don't seem as bad as they are. Come on. If you've ever had some difficult days in your life, the best thing for you is just worship. It'll free your mind. It'll bring joy. It'll restore the, the fruit of joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Joy and peace, the fruits of the Spirit. And we've got to pursue it. Amen. John 20, I'm just going to, just, just for thinking, the disciples were troubled. Jesus was crucified. And, I mean, their world, I mean, it, it, it just imploded. I mean, he, all these promises they thought were going to come to pass, but they didn't have the right mindset. They didn't get all the story. And, and uh, Jesus is gone. And they're all in the, together and... Pretty soon, Jesus walks right through the wall, right in the midst of them. And what did He say to them? Peace be unto you. The first thing He's going to say is peace. Hmm? Can you imagine Jesus throwing up a big peace sign? <laughs> With a hole in His hand? Peace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Peace. <laughs> you don't ever see a picture of Jesus... Somebody have a picture of Jesus with a hand of a peace sign with a big hole in it, do you? Yeah, yeah, peace. If you're saying, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I, I, you know me, I see crazy stuff all the time. But it's important to know that if He will speak anything to you, if He comes, if you're in prayer, if you're in worship, when He shows up, the first thing He's going to do is release peace. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, are you in peace? You need the peace of Jesus. You see, people, I see people pulling boats and campers and, and all kinds of SUV stuff and, and off-road equipment, and they're search, in search for peace. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe they'll find it and maybe they won't. 
Look at your neighbor and say, maybe they'll find it. Maybe they won't. Isaiah 48 and 22, it says there's no peace to the wicked. Y'all get that address? There's no peace. Now, what is wicked? Anybody that doesn't have Christ. Huh? You're going to get offended easy. You're going to be focused on uh, things of the world. And those things are subject to corruption and for somebody to even steal them. So you're able to fear. You'd be able to engulf. What if I lose this stuff? There'll be no peace. You can have all the things of the world. And then all of a sudden you think, did I lock all this stuff up? Because <laughs> somebody's going to try to steal it. Toss it and turn at night. All you do is get one of them amber alerts and you think, oh boy, did I lock everything down? No peace, no peace. to the wicked. Yeah. But to the saints of God, God, there's an angel assigned to every one of us. Yeah. And we're going to teach on angels down the road. Right. But you need to know this. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and he doth deliver them. There's an angel assigned to me. Say it. There's an angel assigned to me. And he's big bad. He's big and bad. I ain't going to say he's ugly, but he's big and bad. All right? Praise the Lord. One of the greatest ways to have peace is you've got to stay offense free. Because you've seen people, I mean, I've seen people going on vacation, they're all bulled, all scowled up. They're not going to have a good time. <laughs> they're going to go, and when they get back, they're going to, and there's Monday or Tuesday morning. Huh? They're more stressed out because they didn't get a chance to relax. I, I, I've been to that. Better off not take a vacation if it's going to cause all that. Huh? Peace be unto you. My peace I give you, not like the world. Fix you a chili dog and watch a movie and have peace. Amen. <laughs> Ain't got to drive 2,000 miles to go sit on a beach. Mosquitoes eating you up. You spray it all down. You're sneezing that stuff. God forgive me, because I mean, I, my wife knows I ain't sitting on no, I ain't been on nobody's beach. I, I ain't experienced that. See, I don't know where a lot of this stuff comes from. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about this avenue that releases the peace of God, and this is where we're going. This is where I changed my message. I'm going to walk you through me, okay? This revelation that is so dear to me is the cross of Jesus Christ. It releases the peace of God for all humanity. Say it's the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, how, how, how did I get the cross? How does the cross... Release the peace of God. Now, I'm going to walk you through this. Is that all right? Yeah. The cross 
elevates you. It seats you into heavenly places. You know, the person that's on drugs or that's, that's trying to get that fixed, to get that high is to find peace. The tranquility of peace. You know, Jesus commands us to take the cross. Am I right about it? The Bible says in 1 John, it says, Christ's commandments are not grievous. So he, he commands us to take the cross. Let's take a look at this. Praise the Lord. Matthew, let's go to Matthew chapter 10. In verse 38. Matthew 10 and 38, Jesus is telling His disciples and those that are watching and those that are around, and He gives them instructions, that He that taketh not His cross and followeth after Me is not worthy of Me. Y'all see that? He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. The cross gives you peace. It's the cross of Christ. You know, in fact, the cross is what saves you. Salvation is released to us through the cross. It's the saving grace of God. Jesus became a curse for us by going to the cross in our stead. And then He commands us to take our cross. You see, if you... Don't bear your cross. He tells us to bear our cross daily. He that taketh not up his cross daily is not worthy of me. It's the cross that brings you discipline to devotion. It's the cross that helps you eliminate distractions. Are you listening at me this morning? It's the cross that allows you to judge what you should do and what you should not do. Say it's the cross. In fact, I learn as I watch God's people, and I I had the privilege of being a part of this homegoing celebration, and I, I got a chance to see how the Spirit was moving and what God was trying to do and what God did and and, what, and I'm looking at God's people because we have a responsibility. Look well to the herd and know the state of the flock. I've seen some folks there that, that, that were not in church, hadn't been in church in years, but they were raised in church. And this was an elderly woman that passed. And, and when some of the songs 
come they, that they were singing. I heard others and I watched. They were keying up in the songs. But I thought, dear God, they're not in fellowship anywhere. They're living a life without being committed or submitted to God. They have no peace. But the Holy Spirit is yet at work trying to draw them back to a committed relationship. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. I had the privilege of asking somebody, I said, you know, after the service, I said, hey, I, I, I noted you were enjoying the service. I said, you need to be in fellowship. I mean, I'm not, I don't care whether you come here or not. I mean, I think it's a good place. Get in fellowship because I'm worried about your soul. That was my whole intention. And the individual told me, I said, uh, I, said you, I said, you need to be in fellowship. You need to be singing again. And the individual told me, oh, I'm too old. And they smiled at me. Okay. By your words, you'll be justified or by your words, you'll be condemned. God heard it. And what I look at is there's no cross. Jesus warned us in the life that we live. He said, hey, if you come after me, you can come down to the altar and, and, and say, oh, I have a surrender. I surrender all. And a preacher can walk you through if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. But if you don't take your cross, you'll split hell wide open. Baptist church, boy, you know, did he just say that? No cross, no crown. The cross is so important. What's on your agenda today that keeps you out of fellowship? Now let's go to Philippians. Let's go to Philippians 3. Praise the Lord. 3 and 17. Let's say that aloud. Philippians 3 and 17. The reading says, Paul says, Brethren, be followers or imitators together of me. And mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. For many walk. Now I'm, I'm, I'm captivated by the wording. For many walk. They go to church. Or they confess Christ. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the, what's it say? The enemies of the cross of Christ. Let's read 19. Whose end is destruction, whose glory is in their belly, their own spirit, 
excuse me, whose God is their belly, or whose God is their own spirit, and whose glory is in their shame. What's it say? Who mind earthly things. So their mind is consumed with the things of this world. What's the end of them? What do you say the end of them is going to be? Destruction. Somebody help me, Jesus. I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. I mean, it's, I mean I, it's kind of clear to me. No cross, no crown. See, the cross makes you disciplined. You don't have to have a sergeant like me telling you, come on, let's go. The Holy Spirit, when he speaks, you say, yes, sir. What, what, what's next? Because you're on the cross. Because you value the cross. Salvation is through receiving the blood and the cross. This establishes the salvation of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave us His only begotten Son that whosoever, am I right, believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believeth in Him in all that He proclaimed for us to do. The devil stands over in the corner and just laughs at the church because they say, well, they're walking around confessing John 3, 16, but they haven't studied to show themselves approved unto God. What is that, 2 Timothy 2 and 15? Study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. John, was it 638? Where he tells us, told his disciples, if you continue in my word, John 831 and 32, he said, if you continue in my word, he's talking to his disciples. If you continue in my word, if you, you, and all of you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. That's a continuation of doing things. Labor is good. If you labor, you get a reward. If you put the kingdom of God first and you're laboring, everything else will be added to you. He'll fix everything. I testify to you, He'll fix everything. Look at me. (laughs) Who am I? Huh? I don't have need of really anything. Every now and then, I ask God for something and look out. Here it is. Praise the Lord. 
He gives me the desire of my heart because he's always took care of all my needs. Yeah. Huh? Deer season's getting ready to roll around. Y'all know me. That's usually when I take off to go hunting. Do I need another deer? Nope. But I need the recreation. I've got five freezers. Huh? Five freezers. Hmm? And I love to eat. But if he say fast, we fasting. Come on, somebody. It's the cross. If he say love or teach and warn, whatever you need me to do. Don't make me any difference. I know I didn't get here on my own. Praise the Lord. Your address, I'm going to give you this address. John 10, 4 and 5. It says, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And they will not follow a stranger. The sheep hear his voice. Now I think about it, the great falling away is because they have no cross. You know, if you have your cross, it's easier to hear the voice of God. Because it's not your will, it's his will. Jesus prayed that the Father would remove the cup. From him. He didn't want to go to the cross, but he says, Not nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. That'll keep you steadfast and unmovable. Abounding in the work of the Lord. The cross. Oh, it's so hard to embrace. Or is it? You just got to be willing to get out of the driver's seat of life. Say, Father, I just, I just turn myself over to you and I make you the Lord of my life so you can be the Savior of my soul. He's got to be Lord. What's that mean? Master, he's got to be Lord. You want to go to heaven? He's got to be Lord. He, you can't get there without him being Lord. Let's go to 2 Timothy. I want to look at something here. 2 Timothy 4. Nothing's changed. People come and go, break fellowship, and they say that I'm still walking with God. <laughs> he led them out into the desert by themselves, basically, is what they're saying. Foolish. The Bible says if you walk in the light as he is in the light, you're going to have fellowship one with another. 2 Timothy 4 and 10. Praise the Lord. You got your eyes on it? It says, For Demas hath forsaken me. Paul's declaring it. He's writing to Timothy. Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departing to Thessalonica. How you say that? Thessalonica. Demas left me because 
he decided to lay down his cross. Having loved this pleasant world, he valued the world. For he loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Now, the Bible says God has created all things for us to richly enjoy. Believe me, you ought to enjoy life and have life more abundantly to the full. Every desire of your heart you ought to be able to receive. If it's on the cross, it's modified. And everything you have dedicated to the Lord and glorify God with it. Hallelujah. Amen. He's more than enough. You ought to have more than enough. You ought to receive more than enough. You've got it, but you've got to receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11, it says, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And whatever that guy's name is, have I sent to Ephesus the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus. When thou comest, bring with thee and the book, but especially the parchment. Verse 14, everybody. It says, what was his name? The coppersmith, Alexander the coppersmith, did me much evil. The Lord rewarded him according to his works. How would you like that to be written down as a testament for you? No cross. Rose up. Huh? Easily offended. You've got to be kidding me. Oh, I'm going to, you know, I, I was at a, Lord have mercy, I was at a funeral down at Jefferson Barracks, never forget it, worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Two families, I was there to do the funeral, and they literally come to blows, and I'm trying to make peace, and Christians, I mean, they were at each other calling every name in the book, that other book. I couldn't believe it. I thought somebody would pull out a gun. It's time to get up out of here. I couldn't believe it. Won't forget it. Terrible. And many of them, front row pews in the church. No cross. No cross. How are they going to be saved? They're going to have to forgive. They've got to go back and revisit that day. They'll never get in. Jesus said, if you don't forgive, neither will I forgive you. Your trespasses. You've got to forgive every man his offense. You've got to just take your cross. Charge to their head and not to their heart. Jesus hung on the cross and they were gambling over his clothes. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Look to me like they knew what they were doing. They're going to the highest bidder. But he counted as a sin of ignorance. And he forgave them. 
That's not on their account. He forgave them. Help me hold it go. The cross will help keep you yielded to the will of the Father. It'll marginalize everything you do. You'll have peace. It won't take what the world tries to take to have a good time. Praise the Lord. You can be still and you feel the breeze blow through. Oh God, thank you for the breeze. Two weeks ago, I I had to thank God for the breeze that saved my life. That heat was deadly for me out there. And I knew it. And here come a breeze. God, I thank you for this breeze that helps saving my life in this hour. I can take it for granted. It won't be long. I'll be through with all that stuff. Somebody else work out there and that stuff. But I'm going to labor in my season. So I can have a reward. Oh yeah, I'm looking for retirement. (laughs) Praise the Lord. To everything there's a time and a season, right? You'll never put on you more than you're able to bear. How many know the will of the Lord... The grace of God will not place you where the will of God cannot keep you. If you can't be kept, we need a counsel. Either there needs to be adjustments for a change, or else you need your cross. I'm 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 just sharing what I'm hearing. Oh, I've had to look at this stuff. The stress and the weight of things. He said it won't be long. Pace yourself. Apply your heart to wisdom. You'll you get through it. I look around here. There's a lot of work to be done here. I, I can't do it, God. I'm not going to worry about it. I can't do it. I can just do what I can do. I can't bust the gut like I used to. I can't just sweat it all out and get it done. I can't burn the candle at both ends. I don't do that. I can't do that anymore. I shouldn't do that anymore. But I'm going to labor while I can. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Bless His holy name. Y'all getting anything out of this today? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see if the Holy Ghost has got anything else. I had one other thought. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Did I give you Romans 14? Let's look at Romans 14. And verse 19. Praise His holy name. It tells us to let us therefore follow after the things 
which make for peace. And things whereof one may edify another. You know, sometimes you can get an invitation, you know, good and well, it sounds good, but you know there's going to be trouble all around that. Because <laughs> the people that are going to be there ain't going to be doing nothing but clowning. Why put yourself through it? <laughs> See, I ain't going. Tell your neighbor I ain't going. I ain't going. It ain't worth it. Somebody was having a birthday party the other day and shoot. I don't even want to hear the conversation because I ain't going. There's going to be trouble all around that thing. And sure enough, phone was blowing up later on. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have went. <laughs> Try to save us some heartache. Good God Almighty. <laughs> Seek peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. James says the will of God is gentle and peaceable and easily to be entreated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Went into a restaurant a while back. Went in there in confusion and they wanted me to come sit up at the bar before I get to the table. I said, nope, see ya. See ya. We're not eating here. If I wouldn't have been prayed up, wouldn't have first sit at the bar, and all of a sudden somebody else come in and oh, he's at the bar. That's all they would have seen. He's at the bar. Yeah. If the Lord tell me to go, I'll go. But otherwise, I ain't interested. God bless you. As I say, God love you. Come on, stand to your feet. I want you all to have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Just be still and know that God is God and catch your breath. Be refreshed in His presence. Maybe God will settle some things in you. Maybe you'll get a word, you get the peace of God that passes all understanding. Maybe God will bring some of my friends of yours together and have a good time. Enjoy one another. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just speak the blessings of heaven over all that are listening by Facebook and here in the congregation. God, I thank you for the people of God. Lord, we thank you for the protection that no evil shall come nigh thy dwelling. God, let your blessings flow to them and through them in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we ask for those that are calling on you from the heart and soul that they might be saved. Let them be saved and let them bear their cross. And that means being saved to the uttermost. A cross and a complete surrender. Father, I thank you that the day will come that many shall be baptized. And God, they'll go forth with boldness and power to start the assignments of God. In Jesus' name is my prayer. And if you believe it, say amen. Amen. And thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You all are dismissed.
Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to like, comment, and share. We love you all, and God bless.